You have rum in your glass? No, I don't have rum in my glass. This is pure lemonade. Oh, okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Rose and Thorns. Hello, everyone, and welcome to rose and thorns where we talk about the highs and lows of work relationships life in general i am p ryan i am your host and this is a very special episode because it's our first one it's our inaugural episode so either this will go really well or it'll crash and burn and i'll just pack up everything yeah this is also a special episode because it is my birthday i am turning or i am now 29 Mm -hmm. (laughs) why are you making that face Mm And it is also super special because while I have made efforts in the past to be very Beyonce when it comes to my family and to kind of hide them from my social media, I have a very special guest on today's episode, the Tina Knowles to my Beyonce, the Kris Jenner to my Kourtney Kardashian, (laughs) my mother, hello, Mother P. Ryan. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. You're still on the phone. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. As long as you can answer the questions, I guess. Of course I can. I can multitask. That's what mothers do, yeah. you know. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Yes, it is. So, as I mentioned before, I'm, tw- tw- what, 29 right now? I and think so. Yes, I am. So... One, happy birthday to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Happy birthday to you. <laughs> but um, one thing that when we were talking offline, you mentioned that you were 29 when you had me. So I feel like this is a pretty significant age. I was wondering, what are some of your reflections on me turning 29? Uh, it, uh, okay, it's uh, kind of vast. In the sense that it brought me back to the time when I had you, you know, it was a very happy time. And to see where you have progressed to this age, it's, it, it's, it's you know, it's a lot to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're grown. You're an adult now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I've been for a while. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you're an adult, mm. just like how I was an independent adult when I had you, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. What was 29 like for you? Uh, 29, I mean, it was, I was living in a new, different country from the one that I was born in. Um, Would you like to say which one that was? Yeah, I'm from Jamaica. <laughs> I'm proud, proud to be Jamaica. And I came here when I was like around 27, 28. And then I had you at 29. So it was just trying to find my foot, you know, my footing in a different country, working hard, but I knew. My biological clock was ticking, so I had to take care of that, too, because mm-hmm. I wanted children. You always knew that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, while working on my professional life, you know, I was working on that, too, mm-hmm. family life. So, yeah. I mean, 
looking back now, I, I don't think it was too much of a bad. I had plans and I worked towards that and I accomplished stuff. Yeah. Work in both areas. Both <laughs> areas. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Speaking of professional life, so you are an essential worker. Mm-hmm. Um, and so first and foremost, thank you so much for being one and for showing up, especially in times like this, right? Yeah. Um, don't want to delve too deep in your business, especially for such a public platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you will, what have been some kind of like highs or benefits or kind of like good times that you've experienced in being an essential worker? Essential worker. The career that I chose, thank God, this is something that I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I fulfill my life dream mm. in that area. Um, some people go in this kind of field for different reasons. I hope one of the most important reasons is to understand that you are of service to someone, you know, or to other people. Mm-hmm. And so service, I don't buy, especially in times like this, people would say because it's so dangerous is that you you this is what you sign up for for i didn't sign up for something like this but i i feel the need to serve mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um so this field that i have chose nursing is a field that if it's something you want to to do or something you want to go into it's such a vast feel that you really don't have to do bedside. You don't have to, you have teaching, you have computers, you have, it's such a vast feel that you can find um, some way to, you know, that you like to put yourself in. Mm-hmm. And um, the, apart from serving others, I feel like you gain skills that not only equip you for this earth here, but also for, you know, I'm a Christian, so yes. for the hurt to, to us. For the hurt to come. Uh, skills the, like the world to come. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, skills like For one. higher power. Because when you look, when you read the, the word, it says, when it goes back to the gospel, it says, when you do, you do to the least of these. It's like you do it unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like my service to people is not that you're doing it because they ask you to do it. It's because they're in need mm-hmm. of this kind of service. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I hope myself to that. So... Even though it might be challenging at times, of course, I get frustrated. I get frustrated in it, you know, because I feel like it's not enough of me to go around, but I feel like I'm doing God's work. Yeah. Hmm. And I don't feel like no matter what kind of salary they give me, they couldn't pay me enough for this kind of work. Hmm. But it has nothing to do with like the physical payment. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm re- I'm getting a higher payment than even monetary value. A spiritual payment. Yes. A heart payment. It's yes. like you're doing your heart's work. Yes. So it's not even though you get 
that kind of a monetary connection to do what you have to do. It's more of a higher calling. Yeah. I'm glad that you emphasize kind of like the hard work, right? Because this mm-hmm. is the whole point of this show, yeah. right? Really reaching out to people who are doing their heart's work, yeah. even in the midst of the highs and the lows. Right. You, know? you mentioned that there are sometimes some frustrations. What are some of those? List a few of those frustrations. Tons of them. Um, when I was like growing up, computers weren't that rapid (coughs) Mm -hmm. so for an older um, provider like me sometimes that can be challenging because it takes you away from (coughs) the care that you give to individuals it's more like the um the lows to me it's like in this kind of field you're taking care of people that need your help and there is so much like have to do with you have to do, you know, do paperwork a certain kind of way. You have to make sure charting is a certain kind of way, because, of course, the facility that you work for needs to get paid. Mm. So you have to be more focused on like I want to use the word robot like you're a robot. You know, there are certain guidelines that you have to. Like you have to follow where the charting is concerned, and if you don't, if you deviate from that, that might be a problem. Yeah. Whereas you should be using that time and focus to take care of people. Mm-hmm. And that's how I, you know, yeah, you should be using that kind. Of, even though that is important, but also the focus should be on the patient. So you spend less time with the patient and more time with. To me, like the logistics, yeah, the logistic paperwork, paperwork yeah. stuff like that, mm-hmm. answering to higher powers, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it can be frustrating in that era. But I'm getting older now. I've been in this thing for a while. So honestly, I'm just looking forward to that time when I just kind of service will not yeah. dwindle down for me because mm-hmm. I'd like to continue that as long as I can. But to get away from this system, yeah. So, like, the regimented service. Is, yeah. You're ready for, to be done. Yeah. I heard you. I heard mm-hmm. you loud and clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, when you're talking about your um, professional life, when we started this conversation, you mentioned that, you know, your professional life is something that you tried to um, tackle when you moved to this country, as well as family life and kind mm-hmm. of creating that balance. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the nights we were talking kind of offhand mm-hmm. is you mentioned something that I did not know about. Um, what? Oh no! It's can you hear me? Take a <laughs> take a headpiece off. Take one of the headphones off. Take it off. You, you can if you want, because no. it's still picking you up. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but you mentioned um, when we were talking kind of one on one something that I didn't know, which was when we were living in New York, mm. you decided to come to Philadelphia yeah. um, for different reasons and kind of like upheave your career mm. and kind of have a complete change. Can you, do you mind telling us a little bit about that? Oh, no. Um, I remember it quite clear. When you, uh, you know, people do things for their family all the time. You know, I remember flashback when I had you. Um, I had a nice, beautiful job, but that wasn't my focus. My focus was to get into what I was interested in. Mm-hmm. So while I had that job, I was still going to school. I used to work for the state. I used to work 
for uh, the state of New York in a total different setting. It was more of um, law and order, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I used to work for the courts Mm -hmm. at that time. And to me, some people, um, you know, even though it was a civil service job, people, um, you know, climb the ladder in that job and make it a career for themselves. But I didn't see myself doing that, even though I was at a good level, getting good pay, good benefits, everything, Mm -hmm. you know, but I just didn't see myself doing that, you know? yeah. And, you know, us getting a good salary could take care of you and stuff like that. But also, I realized when I had you, I had to make choices. And here comes where the part where I felt feel like, I mean, you needed that not only one parent to, you know, raise you. You needed both parents to raise you. So I made the choice to come to Philadelphia. So you'd be close to your father. Mm. Because infrequently when he would come over and see you, you'd be like scared of him. Mm. And you'd scream and stuff. And that didn't sit well with me in my spirit, you know? So I moved to Philadelphia, pack up my job, everything, moved to Philadelphia. I was struggling because, you know, I move over here, no job. Even though I'm a saver, you know, I had a couple coins <laughs> in the you. bank. But if you keep spending that, it's going to go away yeah. soon. So I say, okay, let me make that change. Came to Philadelphia. It was a struggle because it was a new city. It's different from New York. New York, you can really hustle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I could have that job. And you know, Jamaicans, they like to hustle. They like nice things. (laughs) So I had the job at the courthouse, but I could also hustle on weekends. Mm. Do my, you know, like what you call, home health aid. (laughs) And I would go to school after work too. So that's us. We like to hustle. Mm. Ain't nothing wrong with that. We like nice things. And we work hard. Yeah, yeah. So, gone with the cliche that Jamaican have two, three, four jobs. We know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Especially if you're healthy. Okay? Okay. And good. so, I moved to Philadelphia. It was a struggle because now, just imagine you have a nice job. You work from Monday to Friday. And you can hustle on the weekend. And you come over here, a new city. And it's like you have to start all over again. Yeah, yeah. So that led to some depression and things like that. But that was okay. I had my child and, you know, we were together. So I started out making application. The first job I got was with this bank called Mellon Bank. And I used to work 20 hours. And then I would hustle on the weekend sometime if they need extra people. So that would bring me up to like about 25, 30 hours. But the pay was so cheap. Oh, my God. Pay was so cheap. I still remember to this day I was getting six fifty an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Six fifty an hour. Just imagine. And that brings so much context, right? Mm-hmm. Because you mentioned you had me at twenty nine. You're mm-hmm. going through all of these ups and downs. Yeah. Pay cheap, things like that. And then you see me now. 
in school yeah. working at this job that I work at where the pay is you know kind of crumbs mm-hmm. and sometimes you see me holding my head mm-hmm. crying like well, I <laughs> not did, well yeah, I know but I didn't cry <laughs> I just put my head to it one time I did cry cause while I was um, hustling to get that six fifty an hour I remember I put you in the stroller no car cause I'm used to New York where you jump on train from here to here you jump on bus and train you really don't need car especially if you live in the city Come to Philadelphia, now it's a whole new ball game, you know. And so I remember I went down to the school and I had no concept of anything. I just feel like I could get into my program and just do what I had to do. They start to ask me about SATs, <laughs> this tease. This like, tease. I said, no, I don't have that. But I have a graduation certificate from back home. <laughs> they said, no, ma'am. You need SAT scores. You need this. You need prerequisites. You need that. <laughs> so I left from one school. I went to the other school. They tell me the same story. So I look at it, my life and I'm like, damn, this is going to take me like about two years to get these pre- these heap of stuff they are talking about. I say I have a GED, but I don't have no SATs. Mm-hmm. And I have a high school diploma. And I can get my, um, what do you call, transcript from back home. So that was the time I cried. Mm-hmm. When I was rolling you under the subway. And I'm like, oh God, what is this? Mm-hmm. So I went home, you know, I said, okay. If they want prerequisite, I have to get prerequisites. <laughs> so I went back down to the school another day and I applied. And I did my little, you know, 20 hours job and then straight to school. Mm. And then Jamaican again in me, I pick up another job at night. Yeah. <laughs> and I work it like that. And before you know it, prerequisite was done. Yeah. I quit the job. At Mellon Bank, because I have to be at school the whole day. Mm-hmm. And I hustle at night. And the rest is history. Heard you. Got my little papers, and the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, and then, when I graduate school, was when nursing goes in um, increment. There are times when you have a overload of of of. of providers and then there's time when you really have a need mm-hmm. and so when I graduate school there was people were getting laid off as nurses and no hospital was hiring you as a nurse yeah. so I said hell to the no <laughs> after I struggle so hard you will tell me I can't get a job so, of course, I went out and I said, okay, I got my papers now. I got me a job at the nursing home and it wasn't what I all, you know, what it amount to be. So, I, on and off, I make my coins. I say I need a house. And right off the bat, about, after about, I worked so many hours until, I remember one time I was coming home and I wasn't driving at the time. I almost fall down in the bus the way I was tired. Mm. And I left from bus to the train. I said, God, please don't let me fall asleep in this train when it get to my stop. And 
I hustled and I hustled so that I got enough money to pay down on this house. Hmm. I paid down the money and I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm getting out of this rat hole in hell and I'm moving into a nice place. Hmm. And it brought me so much joy when I said, Ryan, this is your room. Yeah. And that was the beginning. So I have a lot to th- be thankful for, you know. And I, I, in all of this, I have to thank God. God is great. I look back over my life and only God bring me to this point. Mm. So no matter how far I get in life, I will always remember Christ. Because I remember that part in the Bible where it says, I might not remember verse, but I remember because I read it. He says he will take care of the sparrows. Where more he will take care of me, mm-hmm. and it's only God. Matthew six. Oh yes, praise mm. God! It's just God. I give Him all the glory and the praise because I myself could not have done anything. I take yeah. my, the eye out of it. Yeah. It's God. So even sometimes I get a little out of myself. I have to say, Jesus, hear my cry. Because you've been so good. Because all these struggles that I've been through from Jamaica to here, I have never found myself where I don't have any food in my cupboard. It must be that I'm so greedy that I don't want the food in my cupboard (laughs) and I go out and buy something. So it's only to the God of glory. So my focus, I was laying here in bed the other day and I'm thinking... I said, God, there is so much to give you thanks for. But I need to be a little bit more open to share. And I realize people here, as much as I've been in this country for a long time now, mm-hmm. and I have gotten, for lack of a better word, seasoned to the culture, I still don't understand how proud these people are. Mm. And I try to ask the Lord to help me not to be as proud. Because even if you're willing to help someone, it's like they don't have it, but they are fearful of accepting help from you. Mm. And I find that to be a problem. What do you think is the reason why? Pride. Pride. Yeah. It's pride. Because back home in Jamaica, what I'm used to, you come and you say, I have something to give you. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciative that you give somebody something. Mm. Now, up to this day, I'm having a problem with that. Because you could see like sometimes people in need and you say, okay, I have something for you. They brush you off. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I never can understand that. Mm. And I feel like sometimes it rubs off on me. Not that I'm in need, but somebody offer help and I kind of brush it it off off because I'm now engulfing this kind of culture. Well, yeah, this culture is really individualistic, right? Yes. I can't help me. How dare you Uh, try to help help me? me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So So the other day in my spirit, I was laying here and I said to myself, God, help me. Because even lying here, I'm thinking about people in my church that you could reach out to and say, you know, do you have so-and-so? Do you you want me to so-and-so? But you find that hurt, like you you don't want to intrude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I have to ask God to help me to find a way, even if I'm intruding, to offer. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of your giving spirit. Right? Yes. 
I love how you mentioned that, you know, when you look back over your life, like mm. it's not just you, it's God, right? Mm. And the Bible also says, though, faith without work is dead. Is dead, right? Yeah, so and that's so, why I had to work. Yes. And no success gonna come from just faith alone, laying up in the bed. Oh, Jesus, I wish I could get a job. You gotta put your clothes on and go there and get it. Right. And so I wanted to, even on this birthday, to acknowledge just your constant sacrifice, right? Not just you working hard to get your first home, but even just throughout life. You know, I'm 29, so I've had 29 years of witnessing um, the sacrifices that you gave. And so I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Not me, but God. So going back though to the transition from New York to Philly, mm-hmm. do you ever think about that transition and think, hmm, what would happen if I had stayed in New York? I a lot of time. I've thought about that, but I haven't given it enough too much thought because I knew why I had to make that transition. Mm. If I was by myself, I wouldn't. Mm. I feel like I would have the ball rolling there. But when it came to to um, to you, mm-hmm. I had to. I didn't have a choice. Because yeah. New York, can it, it's, it's, it's a city that never sleeps, but also it has its ups and its downs. Yeah. There is, I mean, everybody's just for themselves, rushing, rushing, rushing. No, Philadelphia was a way lot more laid back, you know? Yeah. Even though I had to adjust. Because hmm. I was getting used to New York lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm glad. I feel like you could... Um, not that I wouldn't be able to get a house if I was in Phil- in New York, but it would be harder. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. In Philly, I could... At that time, I could... Yeah. Do what you needed to do. Do what I needed to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's been... A, I mean... I've been through many struggles, but, you know, with God's guidance, you know, I thank him every day. Amen. He always find a way of escape for me. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Heard you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. So mm-hmm. we talked about the highs and lows of work, right? Mm-hmm. Now let's get into the juicy stuff. <laughs> the juicy stuff. What juicy stuff is that? <laughs> so we're going to talk about a little bit love and relationships and oh. as I mentioned before I'm very protective of just like you know my family and how much um, goes out into public platforms when it comes to them good. so I'm <laughs> good I like <laughs> that wonderful because you don't know someone might hear my voice you do true mm. <laughs> or look you up on Facebook yeah, like you so look up me it? yeah are mom <laughs> yeah. So I'm going. I'm not going to ask a lot of targeted questions to begin with, but um, as much as you feel comfortable, I'm sure you've been in a few relationships in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. What have been the highest for you when it comes to relationships? The highs. Mm, the good. My children. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What are some things that maybe have not been so sweet? Some thorns. Oh, the biggest thorn is, I would say, my relationship with, um, you know, significant other. Mm, mm. 
Yeah. Because that, to me, is causing even probably a riff with the higher power in my spirit. Hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you feel comfortable saying more, speaking mm-hmm. to how that can create a rift between you and the higher power? Yeah. Because, I mean, if if I know how the Lord, you know, the family serve a, a very important part, it, you know, where God is concerned. And when you don't, when it's not like how God ordain it, it's become a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm. In my spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I have separated myself. You know, I know I'm I'm alone. Mm. In this in this boat. I heard you. Mm. There are plenty of people who are interested in relationships, who are interested in mm. marriage, who are interested in kind of like curating a family unit. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give them based off of your experiences? Um, What advice would you give people interested in relationships? That relationship is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Especially when it comes to me, you know, I I don't know, I'm a romantic at heart. But also, God has given us senses. Mm -hmm. There's five of them. Yes. And so... Each of us have, believe it or not, we have discerning spirits. And so, when people call red flags, Mm -hmm. when you see red flags, run to in the opposite direction. (laughs) Don't walk, run. Run. (laughs) And don't think you can can fix things. Because what you see is what you're going to get to many powers. Mm. Like, to the not even the second power, tenth power, eleventh power, twelfth power, and you won't be able to deal with it. Mm. So just take a little time and get like a a diary or something, a piece of paper, and write down what you want in life out of a relationship. And if you are in one, write down what you're getting and see if you can deal with it in the long run. And if you can't, if you can't deal with it, go the opposite direction. Wow. Do you understand what I'm saying? Loud and clear. I hear you. Heard you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, a lot of us, and we keep, and even if one don't work, you go and you pick the same one over again. Hmm. Why is that? So I also hear you saying, um, learn from your. From your mistakes. Yes. Learn from your mistakes. (laughs) And even before you make that mistake, just take a little time out. Because, as I say, we have five senses and we have needs. We have needs. Mm -hmm. And because one of our needs might be fulfilled by being in that relationship, that doesn't mean you don't have other needs that are not met. Mm -hmm. And so you got to be careful mm-hmm. because eventually you're going to find out that, that the, these needs are not being met and you're going to run the opposite direction. So just take time out for yourself and say, you know, is this what I want? Mm-hmm. Is this helpful to me? And run in the opposite direction. That was powerful. 
Mm-hmm. Before we came on here, you said you were expecting Red Table, but I feel like we created one. Yeah, Black Table. A black? Black Table Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. I'm glad I could help in that yeah. area there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had one last question, but I'm not going to ask it. Ask Why it. not? You know, respect of your privacy. They don't like, need to know everything. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. But the way um, we wrap this show is by playing Spin the Bottle, right? So okay. the show is called Rosé and Thorns, mm-hmm. Champagne Bottle, Wine Bottle, whatever. So How about I've, Milk Bottle? Milk Bottle. <laughs> yes. Okay. Since I I'm not an alcohol, you know. <laughs> spin the Milk Bottle. Fine. Mm-hmm. So I've spent this whole time asking you questions. Yeah. You can ask me anything. One question. I wish you'd have let me know that. <laughs> yeah, I wish you'd have let me know that. Then I would uh, come up with a very good question to ask you. Oh, that's what's the focus of this um, yeah. podcast? The focus of this is to just create conversation with people in my community, those who have helped nurture me, mm-hmm. um, regarding kind of like the highs and lows of their work life of their profession of the field that they're in but then also whatever type of relationship they're in currently i think in these 29 years i've experienced relationship even just like on a friendship level Mm -hmm. um and they've had highs and lows um Mm -hmm. but i still wanted to build community i still want to um give people a chance to share their voice um Mm -hmm. and i still think there's something beautiful that can be created in this platform and so I didn't want to give up no, that space. Oh, very good. Yeah. Good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel very good letting you into my life. And I hope <laughs> that we'll stay connected for a very long time. Yeah, I would say over the, my past, pleasure. over the past couple of months, I feel like our relationship has grown And I'm closer. so thankful because yeah. it was heating away at me. <laughs> yes. It was. Yeah. Talking about relationship, that yeah. part... Because we, I mean, you're my firstborn, and we had a great relationship. I look back over my life a lot of time. I sit here and I see you as a little baby, you know, raising you as a little baby. But something happened. Mm. Um, Not even high school. Something happened when you went to University of Maryland. Mm. And it has caused me a lot of distress. Mm. Well, yeah, yes. There's a lot of guilt, a lot of. I don't think you should be guilty. A lot of things I could have done different. I think. Yeah, I don't think those things had much to do with you. I think those are just personal growing pains. Um, Hmm. But then, like once those pains heal, I have to kind of like go back and mend areas that were broken. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We still have a lot to work on. Yeah. Willing. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for being a part of this show, being yes. on the first episode. Okay. And this is Rose and Thorns, if you guys liked it. Um, yeah. How did you listening. come up with that name? Um, well, Roses and Thorns is kind of an activity of like things that went well and things that don't go well. Mm-hmm. And I like rose. <laughs> the wine? The wine. Oh. 
You should try almond milk. No, thank you. <laughs> But yes, <laughs> if you guys like this episode, please tune in um, for more content. Bye. Thank you for listening to Rose and Thorns, a P. Ryan podcast. You can find Rose and Thorns on Instagram and Twitter at Rose and T Pod. That's R O S E N T P O D. And you can find P. Ryan on Instagram and Twitter at I am P. Ryan. That's I A M P R Y A N. See you next time.